Hey, 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 it's your girl. Just call me Jay Nicole. And this bookcast is about none other than why yours truly. But most importantly, it's about life with my bookends. So who are or what are my bookends, you may ask? They're my wonderfully talented two sons, also known as my heart and my heartbeat. Without them, life just was incomplete. And I know a lot of people are like, eh, but one of the biggest things that I desired in life was to become a mother. And at 18, I was told that there was a slim to none chance that that would even happen. So when God bestowed them upon me, they made my life complete. And they hold me upright. They give me perspective on what life is and what I should be doing in life. They actually give me purpose each and every day. And because of them, I now have this podcast to share with you the day in the life of the Walkers, or more specifically, the day in the life of Just Call Me Jay Nicole and life with my bookends. <laughs> if you guys heard that, that is the kid. But hey guys, this is Just Call Me Jay Nicole and I am back with yet another episode. And if you have some automobile humming in the background, you know where I am, right? In the studio. Yeah guys, I'm on the road, always on the road, always on the move, but such is life. Well, I was just listening to my good old friend in my head Joel Osteen and he was talking about addiction and not that his sermon was about addiction but it was about someone who had an addiction and them coming out of it and it got me to thinking about my aunt's journey so my aunt and I are more like sisters and it's weird to say that but we are She was 16 years old, maybe, yeah, she was 16 and a half years old when I was born. And I was born and raised in the same household that she was being raised in. And uh, my grandmother was like my second mother. And the following year, um, she actually had her own child. And my cousin um, and I are literally, we always call each other sister cousins because we have always been raised in the same house we um feel more like sisters than we do like cousins and then my mom even at some point in time she feels like my sister as well i respect my mom as my mother because i ain't getting it twisted at all but nonetheless well during my aunt's life she tried a drug she I won't say got strung out but she definitely became addicted and I have seen her walk that life and I've seen her walk out of that life and so I know her testimony but I remember being a kid and knowing in my heart that this was not what was meant for her I remember even more so going to Fairfield Baptist Church in Lothonia, Georgia. It was one of the various churches that my parents attended. 
and I can't even remember what the pastor was talking about or whatever, but it led me to actually go to altar call. And during altar call, you know, they actually like, what are you coming up here? Why, what's your testimony? What's your prayer request? And I asked him to pray, pray for my aunt's delivery from drugs. I've never been addicted to drugs. I've never been addicted to alcohol, but I do have an addiction with food. I don't need the amen corral over there, sir. That's that's the little one. And I bring this up because addiction is a real thing, whether it be sex, because I know people who have sex addictions, whether it be food, drugs and alcohol, every one of us can suffer from addiction. And once you become addicted, it is hard to disconnect the love that you have for whatever it is and it's hard to break that psyche of needing whatever that I that 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 thing is for me I've actually taken some baby steps um some will say not so much so baby steps um I gave up meat well I'm pescatarian let me correct myself because I want the vegan squad to come after me but I decided to give up everything but seafood. And my doing so was because I was like, if I gave up meat, one, I'm not going to be prone to go to all these fast food restaurants to get these burgers and everything. Because I literally look at burger commercials now and they sort of turn my stomach. And even before I gave up meat, they were turning my stomach because they were coming up with some absurd burgers like they they had everything on I'm like oh my lord that's a heart attack but on the flip side I've given up the meat but sugar sugar is a real thing for me specifically I did a sugar fast and I told myself no artificial sweeten sweeteners or anything I drank tea every so often and I said well I'll just sweeten it with honey did great I said I would do natural sugar so I ate lots of fruit that was fine but time I came off of that fast sugar was calling me I, I, I remember starting my sugar fast and my addiction to food specifically sugar is is brought on by stressors so I'm a stress eater on top of being a food addict feel me so when things are hectic when they um, are stressful when I'm sad when I'm happy I, I don't even need a, too many reasons to need to eat but if there is one I will eat so just coincidentally I started my fast the day, not knowing, the day that my son was drafted. Like, well, yeah, drafted. We, we knew June 1st that my son was going to be drafted. We got the call that morning from the Pittsburgh Pirates, and they said, we're putting his name on the board. And I'm like, oh, my God, I need a cookie. Like, seriously, all BS aside, I, rem I have the text message. I got receipts, guys. 
where I sent my sister a text message and said, out of all the days to start this fast, I chose today and I want a cookie so bad. Like I, I needed, I could feel the crumbs entering my mouth. I could feel the chocolate as I chewed on it. I could feel the way that the silkiness of the chocolate would hit my tongue and slide down my throat from this delectable, sensual chocolate chip cookie that I had in my mind. Okay? And I knew that, no, I mean, if I could have easily eaten the cookie and gotten away with it because that, I, nobody was there to hold me accountable. My sister, yeah, but I mean, we didn't, we're not right down the street for her, for her to be like, oh my God, I can't believe you and punish me. So my accountability lie in my own hands. So if you guys hear talking in the background, I got this tween in the car with me and you know, he, he knows mommy is doing the podcast in the car, but you know, he just rude enough to take no, a phone call. You could just send them No, to, people are calling me. Yeah, I'm send them the voicemail. Uh, no, because it says slide. So. Okay, just let it ring. Oh. Wait, here we go, guys. Life with my bookends. You got it real. You got it raw. You got it uncut. Like, this is mommy life. For real. Like, I, they know what I'm doing. And yet, there we go. I don't care nothing about no Gavin. He's gonna call me four more times. Listen to this. This is the other addiction that we're dealing with. We're dealing with device addictions, whether it be a phone. Okay, give me your phone. Oh no, good. See, there we go. Addiction. But getting back on task. Getting back on 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 what I was talking about. So addiction is real. I know I started with my aunt, but I was showing you guys how a lot of people think that drugs and alcohol is like the the addiction like when you say addiction that's where your mind goes to but nobody ever considers like food addiction nobody ever considers the sex addiction I remember oh god who what's the guy's name um who was married to Holly Berry and it coming out that he was a sex addict and oh my god it was like what you could be addicted to sex oh my lord like yeah, babes, you can be addicted to sex. I think at one point I may have been, but I have since gone into recovery. <laughs> I, I'm just joking, guys. But no, there is anything out here that you can be addicted to. As you heard, the kid over here addicted to his phone. He has to have his phone with him. We, address, we are literally addressing this issue in our schools, especially where I teach, because kids feel like they have to have their devices with them all the time. Like you're at school, everybody who you want to talk to at school too, are there at work. So if you're at school and the other people are at school and your parents are at work, who you talking to, boo? And then they're like, well, my friend is not in my class and they're in a different class and we had a, it's not that, it's not that important. But that even with me going through my sugar withdrawal and everything, I had no one to hold me accountable but myself. I said, I'm going to do this. This is for me. And in in a real life situation, real world problem, as we say in, in the education world, 
as soon as I was released from my program, we're going to say it like how it was if I had been in rehab. I walk into the grocery store and there the devil is tempting me. Our cake. Our cake. See, even the kid knows. We go to Publix and it's only one cake in particular that's like Satan himself sitting there with his evil sly grin like I know you won't mean. They have this strawberry cream cheese icing cake and guys it is sinfully delicious. It is great all kinds of greatness and then I go get vanilla bean ice cream to go with it and I get that by haagen Shout out to Haagen-Dazs and Publix if y'all want to sponsor your girls podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. <laughs> Shameless plug. Yes I am. But all that to say, I I could have in that very moment said, you know what, you did well. I did this for 28 days and I could keep going. Why is it that on the 29th day, I fell right back into the fiery pits of hell. I fell right back into the gutters of sugar. I often wondered when my aunt was on the street when my aunt was going through her her fight with drugs like how you know she went through a program like why is she I mean I don't get it she had treatment and and but she's back I don't get it I get it now it's a psychological thing that you go through it's a psychological addiction more than it is you smoking shooting up snorting eating, sexing, whatever. It's more than you just being in that act. Whatever that thing is that you're connected with, it gives your brain these endorphins and it tells your brain like, this is what, this is where it at. This is where it is. This feels good, right? You want this, you want this over and over and over again. So we fall right back into the trenches of our addictions. And although we want to so desperately come out and, and, and not be connected to the things that we're addicted to, we find ourselves right back in the thrones of the addiction. I only bring this to you because it, this is a real thing. And Hearing Joel Osteen talk about it, I'm like, I remember praying for my aunt and it worked. My my pastor at the time, he gave me scripture. He said, take them even though your aunt's not in your house. Write the scripture down, put it into someone's shoes who's a representative, who you want to be the representative for your household, for your aunt. Take it, put it in their shoes, their pockets, whatever, put it everywhere. And I can say that since I was... I want to say 13 or 14 years old, my aunt has been drug-free. So it does come back to the power of prayer. I know that all things are possible through Christ who strengthens me. And this was not meant to be a whole spiritual spin, but I'm like, in order for me to get over my addiction, I went through a fast. And if anyone knows what a fast is, there you go. I supplemented the need to eat that sugary thing 
with the word of God and fruit <laughs> and honey. But I did. So I can I can overcome this, but I'd have to be steadfast in it. I have to be willing to allow myself to go without it. I have to psychologically get myself to where I need to be. How many of you guys are out here still battling with an addiction to anything? Sugar, food, carbs, drugs, alcohol, sex, anything. What's the first step? Even I remember my aunt's 12 step program. The first step is admitting that you have a problem, right? I can't tell you nothing else after that, by the way. So don't try to have me quoting it. But if you admit that you have a problem and you say it out loud, it's like, okay, I got to do something because I don't want to be this addict. So I'm going to do another shameless plug here, guys. If you are struggling with an addiction, please get help, whether it be food, whether it be drugs, whether it be alcohol, seek assistance, seek help. Because it can lead you down a very slippery slope that ends up being the end of your life. So guys, I am not going to keep preaching. I'm not going to keep harping. But just know that when someone said they're, they have an addiction, it's real. And until next time, guys, continue following me on all of my social media platforms. I can be found on IG at just call me J. Nicole. And that's J-U-S-T-C-A-L-L-M-E. The letter J N I C O L E. I'm also on Twitter at the number two will confirm. And again, that's the number two W I L L C O N F I R M. And as always, drop me a line, communicate with me by emailing me at just call me Jane Nicole at gmail.com. And until next time, guys, be blessed. And this is just call me Jane Nicole, and I'm out. Mm-hmm.